Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Ian and Jordan and I went to Main Street Landing, which is our pre-COVID worship gathering space. And we walked in to set up our sound system to see if we could remember how to set it up. Because it has been 17 months since we've been in that space. And I'm telling you, it was like a weird feeling walking in and being like, wow, it has been so long since we've been in here. And there's new carpet, and they're putting in new theater chairs, new theater seats. And, and it, they hadn't put the seats in, so it was all empty. And we were just looking around, feeling this weird feeling of like, we haven't been able to worship together indoors for 17 months. It's been that long. And I've been reflecting on that a a, a little bit on and off throughout the week. And I think that if you would have told me two years ago that our church wouldn't meet in a building for 17 months, I wouldn't have believed you. There's just no way. If two years ago, before the pandemic, somebody came to me and said, hey, your church isn't going to gather indoors for two, you're not even going to have a a, a space or a building for for 17 months, I'd be like, get out of here. Shut up. That is is never going to happen. And yet here we are, 17 months later, can you believe it, Um, of having no facility to use. We have gathered in backyards. We've gathered online. We went back to gathering in backyards. Now we're at a beach. (laughs) Like it is insane to think about that for 17 months we've, we've been doing this. We had Main Street Landing, our old our previous spot, booked for September 5th. That's now moved to September 26th, right? And so we're just trying to figure out where do we go? (laughs) Where are we? And all of this displacement has been challenging, to say the least, right? But I think in many ways, God has used it to make us more resilient, as followers of Jesus, as his church, I think that God has, has used these months to, to shape us and form us in many ways. I think that he's deepened our faith and our trust in him. I know for, for a fact that he has helped us kind of as pastors and, and leaders and vision team members. He's helped us really recognize what holds our church community together. And it wasn't just Main Street Landing, right? It wasn't just the space. It's it certainly made us, this, this 17 months has certainly made us more agile and responsive. We, we've definitely had to be more agile. We had to create new spaces for worship. We had to utilize some, some new rhythms to practice the way of Jesus together. And you guys have been so gracious through that. I, I know this. That on Sundays, when we were in our backyards together and when we've been here at Letty Beach, we've been incorporating this hybrid of kind of like in-person church and small group. And we've been having these small group discussions after the sermon. I know that that has been a stretch for many of you, especially all the introverts in our church. Like, wait, you're going to ask me to get in a small group and talk now? (laughs) I have, I don't know if, if, if you have experienced this, but... These 17 months, there's just been a lot of social atrophy, right? There's been a lot of spiritual apathy. Like, I don't even know how to gather around people and how I feel yet. Now we're, like, 
in groups and we're talking and we're praying together and it's awkward because it, it's, it's different. But what I've seen God do during this season is really um, almost, almost push us into reconnecting. <laughs> reconnecting together and being together. And so it's been a formative season in many ways, but I also recognize as a pastor, it's been disruptive. It's been a season of pretty significant displacement. Our congregation has changed, right? We have some new folks who are in our congregation over the last few months, and then, and we're trying to get to know them, and we're trying to, to connect with them. And then also we have a lot of our old friends who just haven't reconnected yet because they're not, they're not quite ready. And, and so we're going to be here for when they are ready. But there's all this change in our church community. And as a pastor, um, in some ways for me personally, it's felt a lot like a church plant again, like starting over. Like, oh, this, this doesn't feel like it used to. This doesn't look like it used to. And I've learned a lot about myself during these 17 months, I've learned a lot about how I interact with the church. And I'll tell you this, I have had to re-surrender the church to God several times through these last 17 months. It's sad that it took a pandemic to have a pastor surrender his church to God because it belongs to him. But that's here we are. That's just, that's just the fact of the matter. And I'm becoming more convinced every day in this journey that God wants to lead us somewhere we've never been before. He wants to lead us somewhere we've never been before. Um, and I want to look at a passage of Scripture today that talks about that. It's from the book of Joshua. In the passage we're going to read, God is preparing the Hebrew people to cross over the Jordan River into the Promised Land. I love that we're going to read this passage as we look at this, right, this beautiful lake. And the passage we're going to read, God is about to part the waters of the Jordan, and the, the people are going to walk across. Could you imagine seeing that happen? It would be a life-changing moment. And so it's in Joshua chapter 3, and I'm going to start in verse 1. Here's what it says. Then Joshua, oh, this, is, this verse is on your handout, by the way. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. And he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Verse 4. And here's the verse I want, I want us to camp on this morning. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Does anybody know how far 2,000 cubits is? No? No cubit people here? <laughs> it's about half a mile, okay? So you shall, there's, yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, half a mile. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And so here we are in this passage where God is about to miraculously part the Jordan River, but before he does that, 
he tells the people to make some space. And he has the priests carry the Ark of the Covenant into the water. So you can imagine this, even as we're looking at the water. Imagine like God tells us all, hey, create some space. I want you to be half a mile away. And we're going to have the priests carry the Ark, and they're going to go in the water. And as the priests go in the water, the water parts, right? But we're all half a mile away, just kind of watching and wondering what's going on. That's what's happening here. And he tells, tells the people, make some space. Now, the Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God, right? And so as the Ark is carried into the water, the water's part. God's making them this way. And he tells the people, make some space between you and the Ark, between you and God. And then he tells them why he wants them to make space. He tells them he wants them to make space for this reason, that you may know the way by which you must go. And then he says this, for you have not passed this way before. So here's an important principle from this story that I I want to talk about a little bit this morning. And it's this, that if we want God to lead us somewhere we've never been before, then we have to make space for God. And I'm speaking about that corporately as a church, but also as individuals, right? That if we're being led by God to a space we've never been before, it's appropriate to make some space for God so so that we can evaluate, right? We can get his perspective. We can see what he's up to, what he's doing, where he's at work. So God tells the people, I want you a half a mile away because what I'm about to do, I want you to see that I'm with you, number one. And two, I want you to see where you're supposed to go. Now, I can imagine that God could have told the people, hey, just swim across. The Jordan wasn't this wide as our lake is. Just swim across. But God didn't want the people to get out ahead of him. He wanted them to wait, to create some space. He wanted to show that, demonstrate that he was with them. And so he tells them, make some space. And so here's what I want to submit to you this morning. Whenever we're in transition, whether corporately or individually, whenever we're in transition or crisis or whenever we're reevaluating something in our lives or we're trying to gain clarity or we're trying to discern something new, It's always a good idea to make some space for God. To make some space for God. Now, I want to qualify that statement a bit first. I'm not suggesting we never move or never make any decisions apart from a miraculous water parting in our lives. Right? Because those, those don't happen all the time, right? And that can lead us to a place of spiritual paralysis where we don't do anything because we're just like, I need God to like do a miracle before I make any decision. Am I going to have toast or Cheerios this morning? Uh, God, (laughs) that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about simply saying that, that, that sometimes during transition, it's helpful to step back, to be attentive to God's presence, to get some perspective, to see what God's doing, to to look and see where he's at work in our lives and in in the world around us, and and what he might be inviting us to step into. You know, this last week, I think it was Thursday night, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, and I'm, I'm... I'm not sure this happens to all of you, but I'm guessing it, it has once or twice over the last 17 months. 
But I woke up and just was like super anxious and couldn't go back to sleep. Does that ever happen to anybody else or is it just the pastor that gets anxious? It's just me. I was super anxious. We, we have planned some trips this fall um, that I was like wondering about like, oh man, are, are this variant coming? Are they going to happen? And then I'm thinking about the church like, oh man, we, we don't have a space now to September 26. What are we going to do? And I'm just thinking about school for my kids and and just my own chaotic life, right? And I'm just getting anxious. And, and I was laying there in bed, and I, I realized something, that when I get anxious, and I'm just speaking about me, but when I get anxious, it's usually because I'm not making enough space for God. I'm busy doing all his work and stuff, and, and, but I'm filling up all my space with other stuff. So my big space filler is this thing. <laughs> so whenever I get a little bit anxious or nervous or like, and I want to distract myself, I, I pull this out, and I don't even realize I'm doing it, right? And I'll just, I don't know, I'll check my email, I'll go to Twitter, I'll, whatever. And, and I realized, hey, I need to make some space for God. And so I just got up out of my bed, went in the living room, and just took 20 minutes, no phone, no distraction, and just kind of made some space for God. And just started telling him some things I was anxious about. 20 minutes later, I'm ready to pass out and sleep, right? See, I think it's sometimes for us, when we do have space, we don't make it for God. We try to fill it with all this other stuff. And so when there's things in our life that we're discerning, when there's transition, when there's trial, when there's struggle, when, there's, um, uh, when we need clarity for something, our, our, very rarely do we kind of step in and say, I just need to make some space for God to see where he's at work, to, to, to see what he's doing, to see what he might be inviting me into. Instead, we fill all those spaces with anything else that we can, right, to distract us from what we're trying to discern, what's not clear, what, what, what isn't maybe all set up for us. And so what I love about this passage is that God tells them directly, hey, I want you to keep some space so that you can see where to go next because you've never passed this way before. I'm guessing that, like me, most of you are, are going away in your life right now that you've never been before. We're just kind of new. I know as a church, corporately, that's true for us. We have never gone 17 months without having a worship space. We've, we, we've never... Um, We've never gone this way before. And so it's appropriate to make space for God. One other thing that I love about this passage, another principle from from this story, is when they made space for God, it's not something they did on their own by themselves. They did it in community, right? The whole nation's together. And when I try to imagine this scene, do you guys ever try to imagine what you're reading when you read Scripture? Like, just try to envision it and picture it. It's a really helpful practice to do sometimes. And when I try to imagine Joshua 3, and the whole nation's a half a mile away from the water, and they're just kind of like watching these priests pick up the ark and walk toward the water, I imagine there was all kinds of conversation. There was all kinds of wondering and amazement, like, what do you see? Man, look at that. Wait, the priests are going in the water. Look at the water. It's parting. Like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? That's crazy. Are we supposed to go now or do we stay here? Like, I I imagine that just like this chaotic, massive group of people just in together in community, waiting for God to move to see where to go. And I think 
a really valuable principle for us in this passage of Scripture is that when we're making space for God, we're better served when we do it in community with others who are on the same journey as us, right? Because when you discern with others who are walking with you, people who care for you, people who you trust, it can be a, a super valuable resource. You know, there, there's times in my life when I'm trying to discern something, when I'm trying to get clarity on what God's doing, when I'm trying to figure, make space for God, that I, I have a few friends that I'll ask, like, hey, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like, will you pray with me about this? I think there's this thing that God wants me to do, and I, I, I'm trying to discern this. Am I rushing into this? Am I trying to get out ahead of God, or am I creating enough space for God? These are all great questions to ask in community, right? So I believe that this story in Joshua chapter 3 can serve us really well in the weeks and months ahead. As we try to figure out what does the variant look like, what's school going to look like, what's my job going to look like, and are these travel plans that I have going to happen? Do I stay here? Oh my gosh, what's right? There's all this uncertainty where we're going to be looking for clarity. And this passage of scripture, I believe, can serve us really well as we head into these next weeks and months to just make some space for God, discern together. So before we break off into groups this morning, I want to invite you to practice making space for God with me. It's just going to take a couple minutes. It won't hurt, I promise. What I'm going to ask you to do we're going to take two minutes to do this, okay? Just close your eyes. And I want you to think of one thing, just one. There's probably a bunch, but just think of one thing that you want some clarity on. Maybe it's something you're discerning. Maybe it's something, um, maybe it's a, how to address a relational issue or how to make amends. Maybe it's a parenting issue or a living situation it could be a vocational decision. Perhaps you're feeling stuck and you're not sure what to do. Uh, maybe you're discerning next steps for just spiritual growth and development. You feel stuck in your walk with Jesus. Or, or maybe um, it's just some confusion. I just want you to think of one area, one thing. We're just going to take a minute of silence just for you to reflect on that. And then I'm going to say a prayer for us. Okay, if everybody has their one thing, just keep it on your mind as I pray for us. Heavenly Father, we, together, here at this beach, we want to make space for you. And so I've asked each of my friends to just bring one thing where they need to discern, 
where they need to make some space to see where you're at work and so that we can get some kind of direction on the way we must go because we've not been this way before. So, Heavenly Father, we wait on your spirit. And we ask that you would lead us and you would guide us forward in the direction that you want us to go. And I pray for all my friends who are trying to discern and are trying to gain clarity and are trying to figure this out, the the one thing they're bringing before you now. God, we know that you hear and you see each of those requests. As we make space for you this morning, we ask that you meet us. That you would bring peace to our souls. That you would give rest where there's anxiety, that you would give peace where there's uncertainty, that you would give trust. And we ask that you would reveal to us, God, the next step that we're to take. And we will trust you. We'll do our best to listen and to move forward in the things that you have us have for us. Lord, as we make space for you throughout the week, we ask that you would meet us like you're meeting us right now, right here in this space. And that you would teach us how to make more space for you, God, so that we would know the way to go. Lord, we declare that our dependence and trust is fully on you. So we give you our ears, our eyes, our hearts, and we'll be looking and listening for for what you want to say to us and where you want to lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.